Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations. Vegas Nation sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. It's Monday, which means it's time for First and Ten with your hosts, Vinny Bonsignor and Sam Gordon. What's good, Vegas Nation? Welcome back to Vegas Nation. First and Ten, your weekly go-to for Raider news and analysis and observations and insight. And finally, we actually have a a game uh, to talk about and what an atmosphere it was. Uh, over at Allegiant Stadium on Saturday night. Just an electric, uh, crazy night. Uh, Great night for Las Vegas. Great night for the Raiders. Great night for the NFL. I'm sure the offices uh, in New York City were ecstatic to see uh, the show unfolded at a preseason game when more than 50,000 fans uh, came to Allegiant Stadium to watch the Raiders beat the Seahawks 20-7 to before bringing in my great co-host Sam Gordon, my teammate here uh, at Vegas Nation. Just want to let you know that uh, Vegas Nation First and Ten is brought to you by the Las Vegas Review-Journal and sponsored by Station Casinos STN Sports. Sam, uh, thanks for uh, taking some time today, obviously, uh, to be uh, part of the uh, the podcast. Um, it was a great weekend uh, in Las Vegas. It was a great night for the Raiders. And like I said, the NFL uh, and everybody involved, just a really electric night at Allegiant Stadium. And, and the Raiders won a football game. They look pretty good in some areas. They need some work, obviously, uh, in others. But what were your um, first impressions of preseason game number one and the fans being at a at Allegiant stadium on Saturday. Well, Vinny, I mean, it's, can you imagine what's going to be like when, the, when, when, when it's Monday night football, right? Exactly. Like that, that was my biggest takeaway is what is it going to be like this? I mean, you could already just throughout the course of the day leading up to the game, the energy outside the stadium, uh, you could, it just felt different. It, it felt different. It felt way different than any game we had here last year. And you could really get the sense you could really start to get the sense of what this team is going to mean to the city and community. And I think above all, right. I mean, the, the game was what it was. It's a preseason. We understand that it's a time for coaches to evaluate, uh, to, to make decisions to where, where there are position battles, things like that. We get that. We understand that that's going to sort of sell itself all out. But what I was most impressed with is, is just getting the sense of what it's going to be like having a game day here in Las Vegas. We didn't really feel that, like that to the same degree last season. We did already on Saturday with the preseason, and it, it just it has me excited. Like, I, I don't know what else there is to say. Like, Monday Night Football, Raiders-Ravens, that's right around the corner. We are not too far away from that. And if, if we thought it was electric on Saturday, just wait until, uh, wait until that Monday night. I, I cannot wait. Yeah, absolutely. And um, a couple of uh, observations. Um, you know, I know that uh, obviously Allegiant Stadium, uh, now that it's open to fans, uh, is a whole new experience uh, for local fans and fans that come in uh, from town. So it means kind of figuring out uh, the off ramps, um, you know, when you're when you're traveling to the game uh, via car, where your par- parking lots are, where your best gate is uh, to get into the game, um, you know, with, with your tickets. Travel time, um, you know, what time is best to leave, uh, how to get out, all those type of things that, um, you know, there were there were a couple of events, Sam, uh, at Allegiant Stadium over the last, you know, three weeks or so that um, I thought it, w- it served the Raiders well uh, and everybody well uh, to have those just to kind of get the kinks out. And I know there were a lot of um, complaints about the parking and the traffic and, and all that type of stuff. It's always been my experience, Sam, that 
uh, that'll all get sorted out in time. It's a combination of uh, these stadium owners and stadium operators kind of figuring things out, tweaking, learning from, you know, past experiences uh, and trying to, you know, blend the best type of plan uh, of attack uh, to, to, to suit whatever that you know, event might be how many people are expected, all that. But it's also fans kind of educating themselves uh, and and through trial and error and all those type of things on their the their plan of attack. Whether it's on Sunday to go to a Raider game, Monday night to go to a Raiders game, or to a concert or WWE, whatever the case might be. Um, and so I think that's just going to take time, Sam. And I really felt like they took huge strides uh, between, let's say, that Garth Brooks concert and the soccer match um, a couple of weeks ago to Saturday night's event. It seemed to go really, really, really well and efficiently. Yeah, a lot more efficient, a lot more smooth. Uh, and, and look, it's, it's still going to take some time, I think, right? It was just the first game. We're going to have a whole season where I think throughout the course of the year, we're really going to develop a rhythm, not just us as media, but the city and, and the fans and the vendors and the other restaurants and bars and everything that's close by, there's going to be kind of a natural rhythm that's going to pick up. And you know what it's like. You've been in markets you know, all over the country, obviously coming from L.A. There's just there's a rhythm that kind of develops when it's a game day. And I think we're starting to see the seeds of that. We started to see the semblance of that on Saturday. And as we have a full season, as we have games and different kind of games, right? There's going to be Monday night game. There's going to be afternoon games. There's going to be other night games on Sundays like – we're gonna we're gonna see what what kind of rhythm the city takes and picks up around the Raiders, and I think it's gonna be really really cool. Just kind of seeing what we had uh, the other day, like you said, everything's a little smoother. The parking is gonna get smoother. People are gonna find out you know the best spots to get dropped off, uh, where they can park, where the shuttles are running to. All those things are gonna sort themselves out. And it, like you said, I mean the Garth Brooks concert was what a little bit little over a month ago now, and you read on that, and, and I wasn't down there for that, but you you kind of get the sense that that was that did not go super smoothly. And Saturday seemed to go a lot better. So uh, I think, it, like you know, it's going to take time, like everything else. But but we're starting to see the seeds of what Vegas is like as an NFL market. And there's a reason the league came here, and we're starting to figure out why. It's because this is a market that's ready for a team that's going to support a team. It's going to really put on for the Raiders. And with that energy in there in the preseason game, um, like I said, when the regular season gets rolling, it's going to be a, an experience. Uh, the experience of all the experiences at a, at a town that's known for entertainment. This is going to be right at the top. Yeah, exactly. And um, just. Uh, uh, recommendation uh i know that we don't have hard tickets anymore to to read on the back of the ticket the do's and don'ts uh but you know whether it was you know the vegas nation and we've done stories about this go over to the raiders site um to check it out but check out the game day policies and read it thoroughly uh, i saw a lot of fans as they were trying to get into the stadium um you know because there's bag policies, you know, it's only clear bags that, that they allow into the games nowadays. That means no purses, big purses uh, for, for, for the women uh, fans. And there's many of them. Uh, and, and a lot of other things that, that are not are prohibited from, from going into the stadium. And that means long delays trying to, because they're going to take it uh, unless you just don't want to go back to your car, drop it off in the car and come back or just not go to the game. They're going to take it and hold it for you to pick up after the game. And I left pretty late after writing my stories, doing our videos, all of that stuff that we do as, as journalists. I saw long lines uh, well after the game, Sam, of fans, you know, now waiting online to, to retrieve their purses and whatever it is that they couldn't bring into the game. So just a word of advice 
educate yourself. Look at the website, the Raiders website. We'll have stories about it, I'm sure, that explains all that you can and can't uh, and just save yourself uh, some time. I know that, you know, it can be frustrating sometimes, especially in that heat, waiting on, on lines and, and getting to the top of the line and figuring out, oh, I can't bring this into the game. Um, and it's a hassle. So, uh, so save yourself some trouble, educate yourself as you're, uh, making your plans to come to the game and just save yourself some, some time, especially in that heat. Um, it's just, it's, 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 some, it's a learning process. Sam. Yep. 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 And, and, and I think just like, we're going to figure it out, just like Raiders staff is going to figure it out. Fans will figure it out. And, and when this, when this thing hits its groove here midway through the season, I think it's going to it's going to make uh, Allegiant Stadium um, the place to be and, and for, for people that can get in and, and all the surrounding restaurants and and the things like that, you know, places to be for, for fans that want to be a part of the experience because the experience is going to extend beyond the, the walls of the stadium. Right, Vinny? I mean, that's just how it is when you have an NFL team and on an NFL game day, the whole city kind of stops and follow suit in its own unique way. And um, yeah, the seeds of that are the seeds of that have been planted. They're starting to germinate. It's exciting. It's exciting. I want to touch on the game itself. And, you know, of course, we know a lot of the starters didn't play. No Derek Carr. We understand that. What were your biggest takeaways um, from some of the position battles that have heated up throughout the course of training camp from from new players, from some of the young guys? Like, what did you see during the game that you think might translate into the regular season as we get closer and closer? Yeah. And, um, you know, like you said, uh, no starters played except although there, there were a couple of uh, defensive players uh, on the field that started uh, on, on Sunday that I think are going to be starters come September 13th. Uh, and I'm talking specifically about Nate Hobbs, uh, who had a whale of a game playing slot cornerback, the rookie from Illinois, uh, and also Trayvon Morig, uh, the free safety from TCU, who got the start. Uh, both players got the starts on on Saturday, played about a, a full quarter, uh, so uh, a nice night for them. Hobbs showed up on that blitz that, uh, you know, driving the Seattle uh, Seahawks quarterback Geno Smith into the turf almost caused a fumble. It was a big play, but he was also really competent in uh, pass coverage and also uh, run support. And Trevon Morg uh, did the same as well. And, and I just, for, for me, I know it's, it wasn't the starters on either side of the ball, but the competence competency that the Raiders defense played with and the efficiency that they played with being where they needed to be, uh, not giving up big plays. There was there were a couple. Um, there was a I thought a missed assignment and then a missed uh, tackle on the long touchdown that the Seahawks got. Uh, there was a third down uh, that the Raiders gave up uh, earlier in the game that you know they, they they can't let that happen. But generally speaking, there were no wide open play breaks um, that, that that you know killed the Raiders like they did last year. Guys were where they needed to be. Guys were flying around, playing fast. Uh, making things happen, and when plays were available to be made, they made them. So from a general standpoint, if what we saw on Saturday is a taste of what we're going to see from the Raiders starters defensively, um, it, th- that was, it was a big step forward for them uh, on that side of the ball. Would have to agree, and I think what that speaks to, Vinny, is like we talked about all offseason, free agency, draft – there's more depth. There's more depth. There's more competition and the Gus Bradley effect. I I think knowing what he does, it's only been a few weeks, but coming coming in, rearranging this defense, 
getting it situated to where guys are being put in situations to be successful, whether that's practice, whether that's a preseason, whether that's going into the regular season. Right now, um, that's where all the question marks were about this team in the offseason and coming into this year. And again, we don't have any answers by any means. It's just a preseason. But the fact that, like you said, there was more organization. There weren't as many miscommunications or play breakdowns. Things are going to happen. Other guys on other teams are going to make plays. Those kind of things are going to happen throughout the course of the year. But from a from a big picture standpoint, the fact that the defense came out and played well, guys were where they needed to be, and they were making the plays that, that had to be made. I think that all things considered, is, is all you can ask for from the first pre, from a first preseason game, in which you don't have a majority of your starters out there. I think that has to be a positive sign. Sam, you mentioned uh, the defense or the depth, uh, the improved depth. It's something that we've seen uh, visually at practice, you know, every single day. Um, and, and I thought that showed up on Saturday, uh, specifically on defense where, you know, you look at that defensive line that started the game and, 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 and the linebackers as well. You had Carl Nassib, you had Clee Farrell, you had Solomon Thomas, um, Darius Phylon, uh, uh, playing big, big snaps, uh, early in that game as quote unquote, second team players, Nick Kwiatkowski, uh, was out there at middle linebacker as a as a second team uh, player or at linebacker as a second team player. These guys were starters or have been starters uh, in their career uh, and are starting caliber players. If 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 that's what the Raiders are bringing in in reserve, and it looks like that will be the case, um, that that bodes well. I mean, those are those are good football players that are not starters. That means that their starters, presumably, are better than those guys. Um, but it just makes for a really good situation. It was kind of eye-opening to me to see, oh, those are the backups right there when you're talking about some fairly big names. And that's and that's been one of the kind of the conversation points throughout the course of camp, right, is especially up front on that defensive line, having several guys you can go to throughout the course of a game where you can keep unique Nagakwe Max Crosby fresh throughout the course of the game. You can keep your top end guys. Everybody, I mean, you, you maybe you scale back reps, you know, 25, 30% for your top end guys, but what is that? How much more efficient does that make those guys throughout the course of the game? Having a couple waves of pass rushers or run stop, run stuffers up front. Um, I think it's huge. I, I, I think you, you, you're going to start to see, you know, as, especially as the year wears on, you're going to see how, how that affects the defensive line being a little bit more fresh, not only game to game. But throughout the course of the season, because as we know, the NFL, perhaps more than any other sport, is about attrition, is about staying healthy, is about uh, trying your best to avoid injury in a game where injury in in some ways is is very inevitable. So um, I think that's one of the biggest places where that depth is going to come into play is on the defensive front, because we know that this team didn't do a good enough job of getting pressure uh, last year. And there were times there were issues late in the season with the run defense as well. Um, the fact, like you said, that you have starters, guys that have been starters in this league before that have been key rotation players on good defenses. Now with second team guys, um, more, like you said, what does that say about the first team? It, what it says to me is all things considered that this unit is going to be better that, that, than it was last year. I know that's not saying much because this was a bottom three unit in the NFL last year. But if you like, like we've been talking about when you're on the pod, if this, if you can take go from bottom three to even league average or even slightly below league average with what we expect the offense to look like with who's coming back there, then you have the makings of a team that can be very competitive in that AFC, uh, that wild card race and push for a playoff spot. So, yeah, it's one preseason game. We don't want to overreact too much, but I think that all that based on you'd rather see that than not see it, right? I think based on what we've seen so far, that has to be very encouraging for the Raiders and Raiders fans. 
Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations. Another observation defensively is uh, how players were being used, how they were lining up. Um, you know, obviously, Clee Farrell and, and, and Carl Nassib are defensive ends, traditional defensive ends that put their hand in the ground uh, and, and, and rush uh, from, a, from a three-point stance. But there were times when um, you had Malcolm Kuntz coming off the edge uh, in a two-point stance upright. Tanner Muse uh, did the same on a play, came in there, made a nice play where he deflected a pass, um, you know, doing what he was supposed to do as, as kind of an edge rusher uh, in that regard. You had the cornerback uh, blitz um, from Nate Hobbs making that play a huge play uh, and, and just came flying off, the, off that edge, um, showing a lot of what we've seen in practice. He's got a lot. He's got a, a lot of tools in that in that tool chest of his. And whether it's sticking his nose in run support uh, or providing coverage uh, in pass, he was obviously activated in the in the blitz game on Saturday. Showed that uh, he's capable in that regard. I just like how Bradley, Gus Bradley, the defensive coordinator, is figuring out ways to utilize guys in ways that tap into their skill set, what they do, their, their strong points. And I have to say it's, it's a, it's a change. I think from the last couple of years, I don't feel like that was really ever the case. These last couple of years, it just felt like your defensive end, you, you, you know, uh, it's a four, three defense. Everybody lines up with their hand in the ground. Uh, and that's, that's how it's going to, that's how it's going to be um, from the defensive line perspective. Um, just the, the versatility wasn't there. The creativity wasn't necessarily there. Um, and just like I said, using guys in ways that uh, really accentuate what they do well uh, wasn't there. And even though it was just a small glimpse, I felt like we saw a lot of that on Saturday. Yeah, I'm with you. And and like you said, small glimpse, right? Gus Bradley's not going to employ you know his real, real, real heavy hitting schemes until the season starts. But the fact that there's already some difference and some nuance and compared to what's happening last year, I think bodes well for what we're going to see big picture throughout the course of the season. I, I mean, as we know, if the job of a coach, your, your job is to put your players in, on an individual standpoint and from a team standpoint in a position to be most successful by utilizing their unique sets of skills. And I think we're going to see a little bit more versatility, a little bit more nuance, a little bit more shuffling on that defensive side of the ball because now you have players with differing skill sets, with, with skill sets that complement one, one another that can do different things because of the effort to go out there and, and get deeper on the secondary, to get deeper on the defensive line. So it's, it's, a, it's a drastically different unit. And again, it's just the preseason. Nobody's saying that's the 85 Bears here. But we're going by compared to what we had seen last year throughout the course of the year when this was a bottom three unit and even the year before when there were some struggles on that side of the ball, too. So I think it's going to be drastically different. Uh, and the preseason kind of gives Gus Bradley a chance to experiment a little bit, figure out who's good at what, who's comfortable playing where, so that when you go into Monday Night Football against Lamar Jackson and that dangerous uh, RPO offense that allows him to do what he does, you have players that are ready to go that understand what they're doing and a scheme in place that can maybe slow that down a little bit. So it, it has to be encouraging. It has to be encouraging for the Raiders, for their coaches, given what they've seen the last couple of years, given the struggles that they had on, on that side of the ball. Now you have so much more competition. There's so much more depth and there's so many more options for that coaching staff 
to utilize uh, at all three levels as they try and change this defense from one of the worst in the league to, to something a lot better than that. I completely agree. And, uh, you know, going on to the other side of the ball, a uh, couple observations that I had. Number one, Nate Peterbin, um, you know, had to go post to post uh, due to situations. Uh, Marcus Mariota was a little dinged up, so he couldn't play. They weren't going to put the fourth string quarterback uh, in there. Um, that would have been really unfair to him. You know, he's only had a couple of days of, of practice. Uh, so Nate Peterman got the call and played reasonably well. And, uh, you know, I know Nate gets, you know, draws some criticism from from Raider Nation uh, fans sometimes. Uh, it's just, it, it's kind of mind-boggling that, that fans think that a third-string quarterback has to be Joe Montana out there. That's that's just unrealistic. Uh, and I'll, I'll um, uh, offer this to you, Sam. If you're talking about a third-string quarterback, right, uh, your third-string quarterback as a guy that, has some starts under his belt and is going into year three in the same system. To me, that's a benefit that I think some uh, fans completely overlook. It's pretty typical, number one, where you don't even care, where, where teams just don't even carry three quarterbacks, okay? Uh, let alone have their third uh, string quarterback be somebody that's been in the program for multiple years. In typical situations, if the starter goes down, obviously the backup is elevated to uh, to the first string uh, quarterback. And then if you have somebody, uh, you know, that, that you've, you know, kept on hold and said, hey, in a case of an emergency situation, you know, make sure you answer the call when, when we give you a call. Uh, just be ready. Uh, so you go out on the street to bring in uh, somebody or maybe it's your practice squad guy. Um, uh, you, you, but, but the point is, is that you're going to be extremely limited in your second string quarterback backing up your normal number two guy if your starter were to go down. A guy like Nate Peterman, if something were to happen to Derek Carr, uh, he, you know, obviously Mariota becomes a starter and then Nate Peterman becomes the backup to not have to like just give this guy a crash course in what's going on and, and the offense is this and have somebody that has a chemistry with some of these wide receivers having practiced with these guys uh, for as long as Nate Peterman has. Uh, I, I, I don't think that you can overlook that. Uh, and I do know for a fact that John Gruden likes Nate Peterman and is comfortable with Nate Peterman as a prospect, as somebody that if if worse comes to worse, then uh, he has to play. He'll he'd feel comfortable playing him. So don't overlook some of the benefits that a guy like Peterman brings to the table. Like you said, and he's been in the program um, three years now, right? I mean, brought on late in 2018, of course, was dealing with some injury stuff in 2019. But he's been around. He's familiar with what the Raiders want to do. And like you said, he's a third string quarterback. I mean, let's be realistic. Let's temper our expectations here. He's a third-string quarterback, most likely, unless there's a dire situation, won't play, um, won't play this year. And frankly, by having him, you know, just in the quarterback room, having him be around, having his experience, his input, like it can't hurt. And I, I thought he played reasonably well, uh, given that it's the first preseason game. Did what he was supposed to do, completing 29 of, of, of 39 passes. He was efficient, uh, made some great throws. I thought he was pretty poised for the most part, and and did what you want your third-string quarterback to do in a preseason game. So. Getting those reps in, I think, is only going to help him in whatever role, whatever role he serves and practice throughout the course of the year. Uh, it, it was good to see him uh, play well. I think the Raiders coaches and, and, and fans, again, what, what, what would you rather him not play well? Like he play, he was solid in the preseason. That's what you if you were the coaching staff, if you were a fan, that's what you want from him. And that's what he was able to deliver on. And I think that's good momentum for him going into the rest of the training camp as the Raiders get ready for the season. 
Yeah, absolutely. And um, I, I also thought uh, a couple of the young offensive linemen that the Raiders obviously are going to be counting on uh, big time. Uh, Alex Leatherwood, the right tackle, rookie right tackle from Alabama, and Andre James, the new center. I thought they um, they 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 handled themselves uh, pretty darn well. Uh, there's obviously always going to be some hiccups uh, and some some you know uh, some learning moments. And I think b- uh, both players, specifically uh, Alex Leatherwood, experienced a couple of those. But by and large, for the amount of time that they were out there, two prolonged drives that went for scoring points that went for points, a touchdown and a field goal. It, it was a pretty good first step for both of those players playing new positions. Yeah, getting, getting your feet wet, getting your first reps um, out there, like you said, in new positions with a new group, a new offensive line, your first live game action. Uh, all things considered, I think great great outing by those guys. And, and you, you just get a little confidence. You just get your feet wet playing against NFL competition, seeing what it's like when there's a crowd, when there's a stadium, when there's fans, uh, when the games, when, when there's actual stakes. And it's not just practice. Of course, it's preseason. so not the biggest stakes in the world, but still a little bit, you know, step up from practice and you're playing against somebody else. So uh, I, I thought those guys look good and, and did what they were supposed to do. Now, um, with that said, speaking of, of, of practicing playing against somebody else, Raiders are making a little field trip this week, right? You're going to go back to your old stomping grounds with some joint practices in L.A. with the Rams. Just what are you expecting um, from from that this week? And what do you think the Raiders are hoping to get out of uh, the opportunity to practice with a team that looks like to be a very viable contender in the NFC? Well, first and foremost, and I texted somebody this not just not too long ago, 77 degrees will be the highest uh, in Thousand Oaks, California, uh, on Wednesday and Thursday, and those just happen to be the two days that uh, the Raiders and Rams will hook up for joint practices. Uh, two old friends, John Gruden and Sean McVay. John Gruden, uh, I mean, you go all the way back to um, to, to uh, Sean McVay's grandfather gave John Gruden, John Gruden's father, his first big break in uh in, in coaching hiring him uh as a college coach and then uh they, they their, their paths have crossed many many times over the years uh some great stories if you ever just google um you know mcveigh's grandfather and and john gruden's father uh pretty cool uh lineage there and then when sean mcveigh's time came around coming out of uh, miami of ohio and wanting to uh, follow in his grandfather's coaching uh, career steps he makes a call to John Gruden in Tampa Bay, who's still the head coach of, uh, of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And uh, John Gruden, and I've asked him about this. He's like, you don't think I was going to give him a break after what his grandfather did for my family? Of course I was going to do that, you know. Uh, and so that started the the, the track for, for Sean McVay, and we know what uh, great things he's already done in his short career. So it's going to be great to see. Uh, you know, the, the teacher and the protege uh, back on the field together. Don't mistake or don't kid yourself. It's going to be highly competitive between those two. I know both of those guys are going to get after each other uh, in a lot of different ways and challenge each other and, ha- you know, through their teams, of course. Uh, but it's also going to be a tremendous benefit for uh, the Raiders. And I'm talking specifically of some of these young guys. When you think about, look, at when you play a preseason game, Sam, you're, beholden as a coach to the rhythm and pace and situation of a game so you know john gruden may want to say okay i want to get Derek carr a you know a full quarter uh, in the second preseason game well you're again you're 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 controlled by what's going on in the game that might turn out to be just six plays if they go two you know two straight three and outs and let's say the rams you know have two prolonged drives your first team might just get six plays uh, of a first quarter, and uh, which isn't necessarily a waste, but it's pretty close to it. 
Whereas in a in a joint practice, McVeigh and 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 Gruden will get together and script out two practices so that you're going to get probably a hundred plus first team, first team reps, offense and defense in every situation ranging from four minute drill, two minute drill, uh, red zone, uh, you know, put the ball at the 20 uh, after or 25 after an opening kickoff uh, and, and, and scrimmage, you know, uh, uh, for, you know, w- under game type situation. So you can control it and have control of it way more in order to put your players in situations that you want to evaluate them and want to get great work in. And when you think about Alex Leatherwood and Andre James, you know, having to deal with Aaron Donald and, uh, and his defensive line mates, when you think about Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards getting paired up uh, for a whole bunch of reps against, you know, a guy like Jalen Ramsey, uh, the cornerback, it's just going to really help much more than a preseason game. There's definitely value in the preseason game, but there's even more value in those joint practices. Uh, but I will say this. I asked John about, you know, his young offensive line going up, going up against, um, you know, what the Rams have to offer. And, you know, after, you, you know, giving, giving the Rams their accolades, he's like, but don't think for a second that, you know, we got some guys too, you know, and so unique and Gawkway and Max Crosby and Cleve Farrell, you know, they're going to give uh, the Rams a handful as well. And uh, I, I can't wait to see it. Obviously it's my old uh, uh, area of, of work. So I uh, look forward to seeing all my Rams friends and, you know, former colleagues in Los Angeles, but I'm really excited to, to watch uh, during the practices on Wednesday and Thursday. I really want to see what Alex Leatherwood does against, uh, you know, uh, Aaron Donald. He will get matched up against Aaron Donald from time to time. The Rams put him all over the uh, line of scrimmage. Uh, And just some of those one-on-one battles uh, that the Raiders, I think, are going to benefit from. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why you do these joint practices, right? I mean, you know, iron sharpens iron, right? Steel sharpens steel. It gives these, I mean, you get tired of practicing against yourself over and over and over again. And this kind of breaks up the monotony of it, like you said, gives the Raiders an opportunity to get some look at what it's like coaching uh, and preparing and practicing against some other great players and other great coaches and other great schemes. And conversely, it gives the Rams a chance to see some, some different guys uh, there, there's some different color jerseys as well. So uh, it's exciting. And, and I know you're going to be all over it with all the updates, VegasNation.com. You do a tremendous job all over everything, Vinny. Uh, we appreciate it. And I know our fans do too. And uh, and looking forward to hearing some some stories about you being back at the old stomping grounds. That's absolutely. As do you, Sam. Uh, you know, you could follow you know, both Sam's work, my work, everyone, uh, all my teammates uh, at Vegas Nation. Just download the app, Vegas Nation. Go to the computer, VegasNation.com. We've got you covered on podcast stories, photo assi- photo uh, galleries, um, videos, uh, the whole nine-yard pregame shows. Uh, we've got you covered. It's basically kind of a one-stop shopping for Raider news and analysis uh, on a daily basis, and there's never a shortage uh, of Raider coverage. So come check us out. We want to say thank you to all of our listeners. Numbers are great. And we really appreciate the support. You're why we do this. I want to say thanks to uh, Larry Muir for always being uh, flexible, uh, our great producer, and uh, getting us out on time and making us sound good. Sam, uh, appreciate it as usual. Uh, Enjoy your week here in Las Vegas. I'll be checking in uh, from Los Angeles uh, beginning uh, actually tomorrow, tomorrow night, uh, heading over there. So uh, I will talk to you guys uh, the rest of this week. And for the listeners, we'll be back at it next week probably next Monday, next Tuesday.
Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations.